Welcome to the Transform Teacher Podcast. I'm Meredith and I'm in your corner. This podcast is designed to help you thrive as an educator and as a woman with less stress and more joy. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. Welcome to this episode of the Transform Teacher Podcast. Do you sometimes wish there could just be an edit undo button for the year 2020 on so many levels? Well, so do I, and I'm going to talk about what I mean in this episode. Today we're talking about the term toxic positivity, and if you've never heard of this term, I'm going to explain a little bit about what it means, why we as teachers can be susceptible to it, how we can avoid it, and why it's so important that we remain vigilant against that mindset of toxic positivity. So let me just tell you that I am scared about going back to the physical classroom this fall, and I'm willing to bet that you are as well. Now, all of the mandates are being rolled out from governors and superintendents and school districts about the reentry plan. And the American Academy of Pediatrics recently concluded that the benefits of returning children to schools outweigh the risks. And so many students rely on the support services that schools provide. And we get that, we really do. And as teachers, of course, we desperately miss our students and we miss our colleagues and our classrooms. And we did not like distance learning. It was no picnic. Don't even get me started on those of us who have kids. And we really honestly work just as hard, if not harder, from home. But that doesn't mean that we're not still very scared to go back. I know how hard you worked. I saw firsthand how hard my colleagues worked, and I saw how my children's teachers moved mountains to facilitate learning in near impossible situations. And we were all thrust into this situation without adequate preparation time. So all the parents saw that, and all the decision makers who are parents saw that, and they got a glimpse into our world this past spring. They saw firsthand how difficult and how challenging teaching really is. So it's baffling why they wouldn't respect and trust us all the more. We are really nervous about spending all day in an enclosed classroom with kids who may or may not and to be honest, probably will not be wearing masks. And we're tired of being pitted against the risks that we know we're going to bring upon ourselves and our families. It makes us feel expendable and we're tired of that. And having to choose between our lives and our livelihoods should not be a choice that teachers are forced to make. So, What I'm here to say is that this is our season as teachers to own our power as professionals. This is our time to rise up and to step up and to show that we deserve the respect and the trust and the safe working environment that we're entitled to as professionals. I don't want you to keep on kicking tires thinking about what next school year is gonna look like I want you to be able to relax into your summer knowing that you'll create that amazing and positive collaborative environment that a classroom should be. And I want you to relax into knowing 
that you will be able to foster curiosity and collaboration and problem solving and individualized attention, even in a remote learning environment. I don't want you stressed out about whether or not you're going to contract a deadly virus and transmit it to your loved ones or not. And I don't think that that's too much to ask. So I am busy creating some resources for you. I've got a self-care calendar that I've created that you can start using today and keep going back to throughout the year. It's just a start. I'm just beginning this journey of creating things that I can think of that might help you to reduce your anxiety and help you stay a bit more calm and in control. I've also got an anxiety-reducing guided meditation for you. You can go to my website, thetransformteacher.com, to download both of those resources. But what I want to talk about in addition to that, because those are just sort of band-aids to put on the problem for you right now, but what I want to talk about is the deeper wound and the deeper issue that we can become especially susceptible to as educators. I hope that you know, if you are a regular listener of this podcast, I hope you know how much I believe in you, how much I care about you, how much I am genuinely here for you and all of the people, all of the women mainly in my Transform Teacher community. And part of that community is a network of revolutionaries. <laughs> There's really no other word to describe it, actually, that I am connected with through social media and through in-person conferences like the Teacher Self-Care Conference. And one such revolutionary I met was Tamara Russell. Her handle on Instagram is Mrs. Russell's Classroom. And she is a very dynamic, wonderful woman and teacher. She's a third grade teacher in Florida. She's also a blogger. And she's also someone who speaks her mind, which is why I and many other teachers out there admire her. I had um, the joy of meeting her in person at the Teacher Self-Care Conference in Houston last January. And I remember that we were talking about the hard topics during that conference. And I loved um, listening to her passion and I loved what she had to say around teacher well-being and what we teachers deserve. And so I listened to Mrs. Russell's room is where you can find her on Instagram, not Mrs. Russell's classroom, excuse me. But she's also a friend on Facebook. And I was struck by her most recent post in which she said something along the lines of, beware of toxic positivity that creates a scenario in which you are not a good teacher if you have strong reservations about going back. And she goes on to say that the anxiety is real and asking us to suppress our real concerns is not fair. And I'm paraphrasing here. But I really was struck by that term, toxic positivity. And I wanted to learn more about what that whole mindset is. And I did a little bit more research. And I came across a lady named Whitney who is a therapist. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist based in Florida. And what she defines as toxic positivity is this idea that no matter what happens, that you're going to keep this mindset of everything's okay, everything's gonna be all right, 
Don't worry about it. Don't make a big deal out of it. Look on the bright side and everything is going to work itself out. And she sort of lays it out and she's not the inventor of toxic positivity, but I really do appreciate the way that she structures it and sort of makes it into a digestible format. And what she says is that toxic positivity is when you say things like, well, just be grateful that you have a roof over your head. Just be grateful that you have a job. A lot of people have it a lot worse than you. Um, you're so lucky that you only have to deal with this right now. You should look for the good right now. Look at the things that are going well. Just think positive. Positivity will get us through this. And negativity just makes things worse. Just be happy and everything will be normal again. Just don't worry so much about it. And instead of saying statements like that, what she offers is something along the lines more around validation and hope. Like saying things instead of just saying, well, just be grateful or just look for the bright side. To say, this is hard. Um, and you know what? It's hard to be positive when you have trouble seeing the good. And it's normal to feel negative right now. We will get through this together, but it's normal to feel afraid and it's okay to feel afraid. And I just think that that's really profound. And I think that we as educators can succumb to this toxic positivity because we are made to feel that, well, don't you care about the kids? Uh, can't you just put your own needs aside and show up to school and be there for the students? Why in the world are you questioning this? And this kind of mindset is really hurtful to us because it makes us feel as though our lives are not as important as everybody else's lives. And when we sit back and take it, and when we keep working harder instead of smarter, and we keep on just lying down and, and saying, well, you're right, I'm just gonna, there's nothing I can do, I'm powerless. That only adds fuel to the machine that keeps us in this place of um, unhappiness and fear. So what can we do to fight the toxic positivity? What can we do to rise up and say, I'm not going to take this anymore and I'm not going to succumb to the toxic positivity? Well, I'm going to share with you three things that we can do right now as teachers. The first is to write your local legislator or governing official, whatever you want to call it, and tell them about your fear and tell them that you're not the only one and that there are other solutions that are available to us that we can maximize instead of it being an all or nothing scenario. You can fill out paperwork that will allow you to have a leave of absence, a paid leave of absence. You can talk to your principal. You can talk to your superintendent. You can gather members of your union and make your voice heard so that you don't have to be made to feel that you have no choice. So that's number one, is to make your voice heard and get a little rowdy and gather your friends together and take to the streets if needed. So that's number one. 
And number two is to look at what you can have control over. And that means that when we are in these summer months and we're off from school, we have control over how much fear and anxiety we're going to allow to take over our lives. A lot of times if someone steps on your toes, you feel like, well, you stepped on my toes. How am I supposed to control the fact that you stepped over my that you stepped on my toes and I'm feeling this way? A lot of the times that's completely true. But a lot of the times we can step away so that we don't get our toes stepped on anymore. And we can say, you know what? I am going to choose to close down my computer for two hours. I am going to choose to do something that makes me feel a little bit calmer, whether it's listening to a relaxing meditation. You can check out the one that I mentioned that's available on my webpage, or you can check out many different free apps out there, such as Insight Timer, that will allow you to just feel a little bit calmer. You can practice taking deep breaths. You can ask yourself, what do I need in this moment? You can journal out your fears and you can take control over the situation by recognizing that you don't have to sit there in the fear and the anxiety. Feeling it is normal. Feeling it is absolutely okay. But remember that you do have control in this moment over your own well-being and over your own self-care. So what's one small step that you can take so that your joy doesn't get stolen from you. Don't allow anything to steal your peace. And I know that a lot of times that's much easier said than done when we're faced with grief or outside factors or life events that have just come at us from out of nowhere. Totally understand that. But that's the time that you can turn to step number three, which is to ask for help in this situation. What is it that you are really afraid of And how can you ask for help in getting through that? How can you ask a therapist or a trusted mentor or a friend or a family member to help you face this grief, this anxiety, this fear, this stress without trying to force you into this mindset of toxic positivity that everything's going to be okay, that you just need to suck it up, buttercup. Ask for help in getting through this. And you are not alone. You are, you are surrounded by teachers who are in the trenches with you, who know how this feels. You do not have to go about this in a way where you're feeling isolated and trapped. I want to invite you now to join my free Transform Teacher Facebook group. The link to that is also on my webpage, thetransformteacher.com. You can go there and immediately get access to a group of teachers and teacher moms who are in the same boat as you. And this is your safe place to vent and your safe place to get the encouragement and the guidance and the support that you need. And to know that you're just not alone, that help is out there. And you can always reach out to me and you can get in touch with me via my website or you can follow me on Instagram. Whatever you need, just know that help is there and you do not have to face this time alone. And you do not have to fit into a box of toxic positivity that's only going to make you feel worse. So that concludes today's episode. Let me know your thoughts on toxic positivity. Let me know your 
wins when it comes to overcoming toxic positivity. Let me know your journey when it comes to facing the realities of toxic positivity and how you've gotten out of that. I'd love to hear from you. You could leave a comment on the podcast. You could reach out to me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Or as always, you can visit my webpage, thetransformteacher.com and reach out to me there. I'm so grateful for you and I'm so grateful for all the ways that you serve your students and your community. Do not forget to take time for yourself to fill up your own cup because when you do, you're going to be so much stronger and better for everyone, most of all yourself. If nobody else tells you today, you rock and I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Transform Teacher Podcast. For more resources around teacher well-being, go to my website, thetransformedteacher.com. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. Thank you.